0: Now, let's get to today's topic.
1: All
0: right, guys, welcome to the Digital Barbell Podcast. This is episode number 68. Thank you all. Fourth take. For tuning in. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad there's not a behind the scenes of this, of us checking the mics, trying to get the dogs (laughs) all situated i gotta pee all that stuff but anyway here we are we're glad you guys are here um we got a sponsor this episode we do who we got
1: okay i mean they, they should really be a sponsor because what
0: do you mean really be a sponsor like
1: <laughs> really be a sponsor because <laughs> we suggest this company to a lot of people but the um it's a twofold okay public goods oh, is yeah. our sponsor so it's a it's a company that we use to get like soap, cleaning products, detergents, and it just like kind of it's sustainable products. They have great packaging. Um, it's it's you know animal cruelty free. All the all the good stuff about, about the products. And they take this – they they simplify like the buying process. Like every container is just like white packaging, black letters, looks great. There's no like choices. It's like if you want a shampoo, here's our shampoo. If you want a detergent here's our detergent anyway so we use this a lot in our house and we have guests and they always like the product and we, they ended up getting it but
0: yeah, we should get a kickback on that
1: specifically the the sponsor today is the public goods dish soap
0: hmm why the dish soap
1: You guys might have to weigh in on this, but Jonathan is claiming an injury (laughs) where he can no longer cook a meal, fix a plate, or wash a dish. He's claiming an injury. So if you saw one of our earlier podcasts, this kitchen was built for a woman who was like 6'2", so the countertops are high. Yes. Um, And I don't know if that has contributed to his injury, but I'm fine. I'm a little shorter than you, and I'm fine. Or if he's just playing me or what. But the guy can't do a dish anymore. <laughs> he's claiming an injury. <laughs> he can't cook. He can't do a dish. Yeah. So I'm I, I'm, I'm using a lot of public good dish soap is uh, the point of all this.
0: <laughs> I'm on the injured reserve from dishwashing <laughs> and cooking.
1: He's literally saying the pans are too heavy to the- hold...
0: I got two things going <laughs> okay, on. Okay, let's I, explain. I've had something going on with my shoulder slash neck for the last six, eight weeks. Yeah, you have. Um,
1: I don't know if that's dishwashing related, but go ahead.
0: It might not. It's definitely not dishwashing related, but <laughs> it's it's when I spend a lot of time with my head in the down position, it makes my traps and my um, <sighs> upper neck fire up, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it's miserable.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, so staring down at the... Pan of eggs for five minutes <laughs> <laughs> is not beneficial. And I know a lot of it comes down to posture and using my computer so much. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what's going on with that. Okay. And then I have my, I have a case of tennis elbow <laughs> that's creeped up in my left arm. And, and so when this you, is
1: both arms now are It's can...
0: all on the left side oh, okay. pretty much. So, I mean, I could be doing this on the right yeah, side. Yeah. Um, but I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to aggravate that side. It's all I got left. <laughs> so holding the pan while I'm washing it it triggers that muscle that Mm -hmm. is that tendon that is sore from the tennis elbow. So, um, this
1: is is very specific. So if you want, he has actually seen a a doctor next week, but you know, he could say like, so it's specific to like stirring eggs Mm -hmm. to the washing, washing pots,
0: feeding the dogs, (laughs) mopping the gym, doing the weed eating,
1: very specific things aggravated. What do you, what's what's my diagnosis? What's left?
0: (laughs) Your diagnosis is laziness. (laughs) Here's two pills, call me in the morning. Well, I want to do something different this week, something new. Hopefully we can make it a weekly thing, but we're going to call it win of the week. We're just kind of looking back through our clients from the week, and when I say our clients, I'm talking about us and our coach, Mm -hmm. Haley, and just pulling somebody out who had a really good week and kind of celebrating with them. Love it. This is actually a comment that Haley's client, Leah, left on an Instagram post of ours, She's doing both training and nutrition with Haley. So um, here's what she said. She said, I'm eating more of the, quote, off-limits food than ever. I used to skip carbs at lunch and dinner thinking they were the problem and that I end up and then I would end up binge eating unhealthy carbs at night and on the weekends. In fact, now my daily calorie intake has gone up and my weight is going down. So that's a big win. I know Mm -hmm. that um, Haley has worked a lot with Leah on the mindset side of nutrition where a lot of the battles are won for sure. And um, really what Leah's talking about here is when we go on like a super restrictive diet, some will be overly restrictive a lot of times. Like she was talking about, she would avoid carbs Mm -hmm. at lunch and dinner thinking they were evil. Mm -hmm. And then when that wore off, she gave in and then ended up eating more carbs in probably really Mm -hmm. highly palatable junk foods at night than she would have eaten if she had just had a normal portion of carbs at lunch Mm -hmm. and dinner. So it's not necessarily that she's eating less calories, um, and losing weight. Yes, that is happening, but it's not because, um, we're not like tricking thermodynamics mm-hmm. yeah. or anything like that. It's just that she's fueling her body in a more appropriate right. way that's keeping a balance. Yeah. So she's not just going crazy because of this yeah. restriction. Yeah, and she
1: needs that, she, that fuel for the workouts that she's doing and the training right. side.
0: That's right. So that's a that's win great. of the week. Really yeah, really proud it. of the progress that she's made Awesome so to both
1: far. Uh, Leah for the progress she's made and Coach Haley. Yep.
0: Yep. good on you yeah so we've got an episode of q and a for you today we put a thing up on instagram and got some cues that we're gonna mm-hmm. blast through if you guys have any for upcoming episodes i will put a link in the show notes for you to submit okay. future questions so go check it out all right are you reading all these today i'll
1: read them all We can just decide who answers them on a whim
0: okay <laughs> we, we don't it. have answers prepared so let's, let's do just this Let's go
1: all right all right, question one. I've been getting a tingly feeling in my fingers when working out. How can I get rid of it? It's been three weeks.
0: Well, first off, you got to get your wife to start doing the dishes <laughs> oh, here and, we all, go. <laughs> and all the cooking. Yeah, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to say anything about this so uh, this is something i have some experience mm-hmm. with i figured t- a t- yeah <laughs> a tingly feeling is usually indicative of something going on with a nerve that's what usually causes these like kind of electric feelings yeah. that maybe you get in a muscle from time from time to time and do you say he's feeling it in his fingers mm-hmm. so so when
1: working out but yeah
0: yeah <clears throat> so in in cases like this usually we try to look upstream of mm-hmm. where the sensation is feeling from where you're feeling the sensation so since he's feeling it in his fingers we got to look at the wrist the elbow and then the shoulder and am not pretending to be able to diagnose this right. person over the internet here
1: mm-hmm. but
0: there's something dysfunctional going on in one of those joints that's potentially putting some pressure mm-hmm. on a nerve and it could be something as simple as just overusing that mm-hmm. that joint like yeah. we got to look at his training and see are you doing too many bicep curls or are you doing too much overhead right. have you irritated something in there that's now putting pressure on a nerve like the shoulder joint in particular has a lot of things going on in there mm-hmm. a lot of um <clears throat> like connective tissue and it's all happening in a very tight space so mm-hmm. it doesn't take a whole lot of inflammation in one of those areas to cause this kind of thing so yeah number one is to to isolate it <clears throat> down to the joint that's causing it.
1: Yeah, I would, I would say, I would suggest that they take some more, more notes as they're feeling this, like when, when, not just like saying when working out, but when working out, like, is it what specific movements are you starting to feel it and then make that list. Mm -hmm. And then you can start to like take some time off of those movements, see if that helps it.
0: Yes. It gets, yeah. And it also gets- see along those same lines, like figure out if there's a load that you can like you can reduce the weight that you're doing, but keep the movement the mm-hmm. same and that sensation goes away. Yeah. Work in those weight ranges until it heals on its own and then slowly build back up. Okay. But figuring out where it's coming from is yeah. priority number one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't try to push through it. Right. All right. What else you got?
1: All right. What piece of equipment is next for the garage gym? Ooh. So <laughs> I would say we, got we just got a cool piece of equipment that Jonathan got me for my birthday. What is what's Actually, the official your name? Got that for oh yes, I don't you. want to
0: steal the credit.
1: <laughs> what's the official name of it? The it's like it says BC on the side. That's but, Brett Contreras. Oh, okay,
0: he invented it. It's um, called just like I think the, it's just called the glute bench or something. Glute bench. Okay. Yeah.
1: It's really cool. It's a. Like almost like one of those soft boxes. Like if you've ever jumped on a soft box, it's yeah. made out of that material, so it's very sturdy. But it's um, you know two two Does sides like, a, like a triangle and then a flat piece. Yeah. So it's meant to you know when we do the elevated hip thrust, like we can, you can put your back on it. It doesn't tip over. It doesn't slide. And then you can do the barbell hip thrust or dumbbell hip thrust. Awesome for that. I've also been using it as a uh, bench because mm-hmm. we only have one bench in the garage. So if we're each doing bench press or dumbbell bench press or barbell bench press, it's great for that. Um, I've also done like jump overs with it. Cause yeah. it's, you know, just like a, a padded box it there's, you know, if you were to like trip on it, there's way less risk of injury, you know, falling on something that's padded versus like a wooden box or something. So I've, I've found it very useful. I love it.
0: Yeah. It's way more stable than trying to do uh, glute bridges or hip thrusts up against a bench. that yeah. so have weights,
1: but it, like I said, it also has a couple more uses, which I think it's a, a handy little piece to have in the gym. I like yep. it a lot.
0: So is there anything else that you want to get? I have something that I want to get. What? I would like to probably sell our, ghd mm-hmm. and get a uh, a ski erg from concept Two. take up take up about the same amount of room yeah
1: it'd be cool to have i would just like since we have an outdoor ish gym i would just worry about like deterioration it'll get quickly. dusty that's <laughs> not sure. dusty just yeah if it, you know everything kind of rusts out here yeah Our but if you never use one these, a <laughs>
0: it's like a uh, picture one of those picture a concept two rower yeah. that's in the stored position upright mm-hmm. it kind of looks like that but at the top it has two handles attached to yeah. cables that you can do a skiing motion with. Mm-hmm. That's why they call it a ski erg. So it works your lats a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. It's another piece of cardio. Equipment. Right. Like i options. Yeah. not a huge fan of running. Um, so it's good to have something other than bo- uh, biking rowing. and rowing yeah. to do. Also our friend, uh, Carlos really is a ski. erg Have you ever priced fanatic. them?
1: Are they around the same as a rower? Yeah. Like they're all around that $900 sometimes.
0: or $1,000 yeah. range, hmm. which is why we don't have one yet, yeah. but that's, <laughs> Maybe we can get like 700 bucks for the GHD and.
1: Yeah. I mean, we have the GHD. I love the GHD for, um, honestly for hip extensions. It, speaking of the nerve, it triggers something in my hip Mm -hmm. when I do the actual GHD sit ups and I get a nerve pain in my left. It goes straight through my left quad, like electric feeling. Mm -hmm. So I really try to minimize. I don't really do sit ups on it. I I love it for, like I said, hip extensions and stuff, but back extensions, but I don't really use it for (laughs) what it's intended for.
0: I think neither one of us are big fans of that. I've never put GHD sit-ups in a client's. Yeah, not many program. people have them.
1: Even yeah. at the gym, I had. The, I didn't have one. Did no, I? no, just at the house. Yeah, just at the house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. All right. What, what is, is? What was the question? Oh yeah. What, what's <laughs> piece the next of equipment? piece of equipment? <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is something you know is important, but you still struggle with implementing? Hmm. <laughs> That's a good question.
0: You got anything in you, mind? You
1: can go first. Uh, I got to think.
0: For sure, this is for me <clears throat> taking time away from work. Mm. <laughs> honestly, okay. it's just that balance, you know. I struggle with it. Mm-hmm. I struggle with turning off my my brain. Like yeah. maybe that's that's just how I've always been. Even before uh, we were doing digital barbell full time, I'm always processing what else needs to be done mm-hmm. and what else can I be doing. And um, I know that if I would just disconnect more mm-hmm. and you know spend more time in the in the moment. Uh, that my time at work would be more productive and mm-hmm. I'd get more out of the non-work time also. Yeah. So that's something that I'm working on yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, I would say I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah, it's very, very similar. Just like um, take, you know, we, we, we don't, We. I think we both struggle with doing things on purpose when we're not invited or when there's no guests. Yeah. And like, so we will never just like go go drive somewhere and go see something or go
0: let's go paddleboard out, in Austin go, today. yeah go
1: do that go eat somewhere just together it, I mean like the list could go on and on forever unless like we're invited or unless there's guests then we'd entertain and we're like hey let's let's make this like like we look at the weekend Here, here's all the plans we want here's all the <laughs> things we want to do so I think that's one thing I would I know it's important like for a good life balance yeah and to just you know get out there and I always end up like getting more out of it than i thought if i do these little bitty things just like we end up like doing like on a road trip we end up having like better conversations and like getting like more done mm-hmm. at work than, yeah. <laughs> than if we're just like at home and in our routine it's inter- it's weird yeah but it's just like if you get out of your element a little bit sometimes it just like opens your mind up a little bit more
0: yep 100 yeah. percent.
1: all right what kind of workout clothes do you guys like? I haven't read these questions yet. So, <laughs> all right, what kind? Oh, of, uh, I, I can answer this one easy. Noble, you're wearing a
0: noble shirt. Am I? Yeah. I'm
1: I'm not wearing workout clothes today, but noble.
0: Why do you Why do you like noble clothes so much?
1: I I love the quality and I love the style of the clothes. Like, it's really good quality clothes. Um, you know, I've had pieces for years and years and years and still wear them. Same, same thing with the shoes. Honestly, like I was just commenting, we were putting some pictures up on our website and I was wearing the same shoes I still train in. And I'm like, we took these pictures in like 2019 and I'm still training in these shoes Mm -hmm. and you know, sometimes that's a long time for a pair of shoes. It really is. But
0: do their like workout pants and shorts last longer than any others? Or like how do they compare to other brands like Lululemon and stuff?
1: I mean, I think Lululemon is a solid brand as well. I have some Lululemon stuff that's pretty old, and it holds up in the wash and everything. So mm-hmm. I would say it's just as good.
0: You've also bought some other brands mm-hmm. over the years.
1: I would say the uh, I've. Just, what have
0: you been disappointed in? Let's call them out here on the podcast. I don't. I
1: don't, I don't like calling anybody out. I don't
0: think they're listening. <laughs>
1: I didn't love the Gymshark Shark shorts. I, I returned them all. They didn't have a good fit. Like they didn't they didn't get the elastic right around the leg. It like squeezed your leg in too tight. And I was like, this number one doesn't feel good. Doesn't look good. None nothing's going right here. Um, I I did try some Born Primitive shorts. Those are really good. Those those are my staple for shorts right now.
0: And then, you get a lot of your clothes off Amazon.
1: No, no. my mom my mom has bought me a few like. Of their, like, sports bra type things. Didn't you have Those some good cute. luck
0: with some, like, generic stuff that isn't very expensive? Since Noble Oh, I is like the American Apparel camp. shirts. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's a, that's a brand. I, I, I guess, guess I like plain. I like, that. that's, I guess that's the thing. I like plain stuff that's not too bold. Even, like, the shirt you're wearing, it's like a blue Noble shirt with a light blue logo. It's not, like, in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, here's my logo. So, I think I like either solid colors or a, 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 a shirt like that.
0: And then your second favorite is our own clothing that has our logo on it. We'll see
1: <laughs> if we ever get them. <laughs>
0: um, I pretty much only wear the Noble shorts now yeah. to train in since I've got three or four mm-hmm. pairs of them over the years. They
1: so, look the best on you. Yeah. Sometimes when you wear the other ones, I'm like, where are you wearing that?" I used to
0: wear a lot of the Five Eleven tactical yeah. shorts. There, um, I don't know how I, there was a store in Houston of mm-hmm. theirs that I went in and yeah. they had a sale or something, but. Uh, yeah, and looking back, like, I don't really like the way I look in those shorts, and they weren't that great for training in either. They have a big,
1: big, f- fluffy waistband.
0: Yeah, look, it's like the old ones that, like, Rocky used yeah. to wear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looked good in those, though.
0: <laughs> he did. Um, so, yeah, the Noble, like, I think they're like a 9-inch inseam training short. Mm-hmm. Those are solid yeah um,
1: I like their pants for the men too, like the the winter training yeah, pants. Yeah, I actually Solid. forgot I have a couple of pairs yeah. of those cuz we're, break, we're not breaking them out pretty soon. We're here. not in
0: Boise anymore. <laughs> um and then I don't I I guess most of my my t-shirts are either just generic t-shirts mm-hmm. or I have a couple of the noble yeah. ones, but um, We weren't we
1: were rocking noble since like long, 2014 yeah, a or long 2015, time. I want to say. Yeah. It's been solid yeah
0: and then shoes like I have every kind of shoe my, mm. my he's, favorites he's are
1: tough on shoes he has a very flat foot
0: yeah I just destroy shoes too <laughs> but for sure my favorite shoes have been the are the um the nano the Reebok nano flex weave yeah. eight unfortunately they don't make it anymore I'm hoping they bring that style back <laughs> But I'm gonna keep wearing my beat up ones until I did they, just see they fall it. apart.
1: So you know, Reebok used to have the sponsorship for CrossFit. They just lost it to Noble, but I did see that Reebok still is gonna make the Nano, and they're going, they're coming with like a, um, oh man, I completely forgot. It's gonna be like a theme. They're gonna release the Nano with like a theme, like a, mm. like a jungle theme or something. Like okay, that. I can't remember. Jungle's not right. Anyway, I'll have to, I'll have to look it up. Anyway, yeah. All right like a nature theme or something. Yeah. It'll have mountains on it. Maybe. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway. All right. Stay tuned
0: next week for an update <laughs> on the Reebok theme shoe. Okay. Man, we talked about clothes for a long yeah. time there. There goes our people just dropped <laughs> off during that one. If you're still here, <laughs> let's that, get another question.
1: What's something you do every day for your personal health? That's a great question. I would say that I think we both, but I, Try I um, make sure that I move around enough every day. Like today, for example, is going to be our rest day from working out. So um, after we record this, we're going to take the dogs for a nice little long walk because I like to like make sure that I move some every day, mm-hmm. whether I'm working whether I'm working out or resting.
0: Makes you feel better mentally. It and does. Physically. Yeah,
1: exactly. I, yeah, I get I get like foggy headed or something if I feel if I don't feel like I've moved enough that day. Yeah. Yeah. You're
0: a lot more pleasant to be around. Than you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, not maybe not recently, but uh. I cook food every day. <laughs> I, th- I know that sounds kind of silly, but what was the exact question?
1: What's something you do every day for your personal health?
0: Yeah. I mean, it, that might sound simple, but you'd be yeah. shocked. Like, or just
1: make sure that we have food.
0: Yeah. We like, make sure we have good. I make sure we have good food available food options available uh-huh. that for our health yeah. every day. You, I mean, because if you don't do that deliberately, you're yeah. going to end up making choices that you don't want and then that becomes to, your yeah. habit. And then it's like
1: having to rely on someone else to prepare your food or, or yeah. make your food choices for you. Yeah. Yeah. Like for example, you want to talk about the tacos you ate the other night? And oh my
0: gosh. Yeah. I, I'm actually wearing the shorts. I <laughs> ate those tacos in, <laughs> and, and they have a, sta- <laughs> have a stain on them from all the grease that were on those tacos. So yeah. we took, My dad was in town. We took him to an outdoor bar that had some food trucks. I wasn't really that hungry, but I ordered uh, some brisket tacos. Mm -hmm. And it was, I don't know, maybe an hour before they were closing, and maybe that's why they did this. But there must have been four ounces of brisket on each taco. That's a quarter pound (laughs) per taco, along with a bunch of other cheese. And anyway, like they served it to me in this little paper boat. Like you get a mm-hmm. hot dog in at a baseball game and I could see just a a puddle of grease in the bottom of this mm-hmm. thing. And because I'm weak, <laughs> I ate both of them mm-hmm. and man, I felt like garbage Yeah, almost immediately. I don't even know why I finished them. They were pretty delicious. That's probably why <laughs> I finished them. But I had heartburn. I couldn't get to sleep uh-huh. that night. And, uh, it got me thinking like, you know if if this is the normal thing, if this was the way that I ate and I relied on somebody else showing me what a portion was, mm-hmm.
1: or how much fat is in a dish, and
0: not to mention, yeah, yeah but I mean the actual calorie content and the macronutrient breakdown yeah. of it, but just the sheer volume alone. like if that was my routine, I would easily gain a pound a week mm-hmm. if I you know did that three, four, five times per week. Mm-hmm. So the, you know one of the ways we avoid that. Is by having more control over our own food. Yeah. That, that way, when I go out and do that and accidentally eat yeah. a thousand calories in tacos, it's mm-hmm. not the norm and it's not a big deal. But if that was just our normal routine yeah. and th- our habit wasn't to m- prepare most of our own food mm-hmm. on our own, be a train wreck. Yeah,
1: and that comes down to like being prepared on just your normal nights that you're at home, and then saving those times when you're going to eat out. To, to let that be the experience like we were taking your dad out we were mm-hmm. getting food truck meals and you know that was our experience with your dad that night so if if we like just relied on picking up those tacos three nights a week because we didn't prepare our own food it would be like you said a diff- totally different story yeah and like we it would reflect and like weight gain per week
0: yeah it would just felt like garbage too yeah. i had like a i had like a brisket hangover <laughs> did. i had the meat sweats that night didn't get a very good sleep but I, even after i fell asleep to say, with the heartburn yeah. Yeah. Like you don't like, want me to tell more about my meal. No,
1: <laughs> saving those times when you are going to splurge for the times that mean something yeah. and just pre- preparing your food for your everyday meals.
0: Yep. All right. So that's what I do okay. for my health. There
1: you go. All right.
0: Long-winded answer.
1: Okay. I want to start riding my bike more often for exercise, but I don't want to lose my strength. How much do I need to keep lifting to maintain my progress?
0: This actually came from a client that uh, has done nutrition coaching with us a few times, and she's taken herself through different cutting and bulking cycles, um, and she's done her own training. And now she wants to, you know, cut off, lay off the weights for a while, enjoy the nice weather, and ride her bike more. But Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to lose the gains that she's. made so we have a really long article about this that i'll link to in the show notes about how to maintain your strength Mm -hmm. um when you don't have access to a gym but we get into it and talk about like well what really is required to maintain both your strength and your muscle size Mm -hmm. uh, during a time where you either don't want to train or you can't train so if you want to know like the whole nitty gritty and actually look at some sample training programs to make this happen check out the Check out the article, but okay. the long and short of it is the, the research shows that kind of the sweet spot for maintaining your strength mu- in muscle is somewhere around eight to 10 hard sets of an, of an exercise per muscle group mm-hmm. per week and try to spread that out over two training sessions. You're probably not going to hit mm-hmm. each muscle nine times in a, it's going to be a really long training session yeah. trying to hit your whole body with nine, eight to 10 sets. Yeah in one training session. So spread it out over two training sessions. And just as a reminder, a hard set is one where you bring your muscles to within about 80% Mm -hmm. of what you could have done. So leave a couple reps in the tank and try to focus those workouts that you're going to do on exercises that use more than one muscle group at a time, Mm -hmm. just to make it more efficient. You know, these are the big boys like squats and deadlifts and uh, presses Mm -hmm. and, uh, and load them in a range in a in a weight that allows you to get somewhere in the five to twelve rep range. Mm-hmm. That's the short answer. If you want the long answer, check out the blog.
1: Okay. Can you link that for everybody? I will. Awesome. All right. Great question.
0: Yeah. She's right. awesome.
1: What is the hardest part about online coaching?
0: The hardest part.
1: The hardest part. Hmm. I mean it's a great it's a great job.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have an answer?
1: I'm trying to think. What's the hardest part? I
0: think I think my answer would be just something that kind of ties in with the other answer is that because because you're working on a you're working online mm-hmm. and you're and we're working from home, maybe yeah. this would be different if we didn't work from home. It's just kind of like turning it off yeah. after mm-hmm. a certain quote business hour or on the weekends. Mm-hmm. That's really the hardest part. I mean, you know, it'd be nice if we could connect face to face with our clients more often but i would say we've formed some pretty darn
1: yeah. deep
0: and, and, and person you know right. personal relationships with we, people we even really have through the internet
1: that was going to be my answer first of all because I, just because i went from owning a gym to online coaching was you know the immediate like i don't see these people face to face and like have conversations every day but i i really think like that as we've as the business has grown and as we've like you know just gotten into more of the routine we do get to develop these great relationships with people. And, you know, we're not limited to just like a specific area where we have relationships with people all over the country, which World. is really cool. Yeah.
0: But yeah. So do you agree with the hardest part?
1: Well, I was going to say the personal relationships, but now, you know, I'm kind of like, we're, I think,
0: we're, I, yeah, we're doing good. I on think that.
1: it's, you know, it's like, you know, like you said, it's not, it's not a face to face relationship, but there is a level of relationship that you get with the clients. Yeah. And sometimes maybe even more so than like if they were able, if like in the gym, sometimes people are just so limited on time. They had to run in and run out and you really didn't get to create a relationship with them just because of the time limitations. But when you kind of have like a more open time frame, like they, they're doing it on their time. We're doing it on our time. Like you yeah. can kind of develop more of a relationship, honestly.
0: And we might interact with the same person like three or four times in a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Great question. All right have you ever worked with clients who are, who are hard gainers?
0: Absolutely. You want want to explain what that is? So a hard gainer is really somebody who has a hard time putting on weight Mm -hmm. and or muscle. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen the diagrams of like the different body types, like ectomorph, mesomorph, endomorph, these are the ectomorphs, like the kind of mostly tall, kind of lanky people who just grow up kind of, kind of thin. And, um, hard gainer just means like they think that they're doing the things that are going to cause them to get bigger Mm -hmm. and stronger, but it's just not happening. And I love working with these people because they get in their mind that this is just how they are Mm -hmm. and they're not going to be able to change. But really what it comes down to is they're not doing the right kind of training Mm -hmm. in the right amount of volume and they're not eating enough
1: consistently,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, just like somebody who is trying to lose fat, they have a, a general way that they eat most days. Mm-hmm. It's kind of their habit, yeah. the same thing with somebody who's thin and needs to, to gain weight. Mm-hmm. They eat based on their hunger cues and mm-hmm. their routine and a, the, having a coach in both directions whether you're trying to lose right. fat or you're trying to gain challenges you. Mm-hmm. They they have an outside perspective of what you're really yeah. capable of and what you need to do mm-hmm. and they can guide and push you past your own comfort zone yeah. and know when it's. Okay, to push and when you need to to pull back. Yeah,
1: just because we've talked about before, but in both situations, the body adapts to what you eat. So if you exactly if you're overeating, the body adapts to those many calories. If you're undereating, the body will ad- adapt to that many calories.
0: Right, and these people sometimes have a unique metabolism where their body is just constantly burning a lot of calories. So they may have to push into a calorie surplus that might normally cause somebody else to gain a mm-hmm. lot of fat, just to see muscle growth. Right. So whereas a normal person in a bulk might be in that 10% surplus range Mm -hmm. to avoid gaining fat. We may have to push a quote hard gainer into the 20, 25% calorie surplus range Mm -hmm. before we really start seeing the needle move. And then you find a lot of hard gainers um, they're doing, they're doing way too much cardio for what their goals are. And they're not doing enough strength-based training. They're doing a lot more like isolative compound stuff or doing more plyometrics or maybe only doing something like Orange Theory or CrossFit or mm-hmm. something like that. So fine-tuning their training with a more strength bias mm-hmm. and really focusing on progressive overload over time okay. with combined with the extra calories. You can turn anybody from a hard gainer into a mass gainer. All right. <laughs> I love working with hard gainers.
1: Awesome. All right. How many clients have you? One more, wo- one more yes, thing on that, sorry. and that
0: goes for male and females. Mm-hmm. We have female clients who were helping gain weight, mm-hmm. so it's not just guys that I'm talking about here. Yeah. The same principles carry over for men and women. Mm-hmm. All right, sorry. Sounds
1: good. All right. <laughs> How many clients have you worked with online? I we should have looked up this yeah, number.
0: we don't have a um, um, exact number. Yeah, I can pr- I can probably get pretty close just mm-hmm. in guessing. <laughs> give me a guess. Can I give you a big range? Give, yeah. I would say it's between three hundred and fifty and four hundred and fifty okay. people.
1: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's right in that range. Yeah, I remember I, um, when we were living in Boise, we celebrated having a hundred clients at yeah, one. Yeah, like we, when uh, we like crossed 100 that threshold, hundred active clients. Yeah. Um, and man, like you know, we don't keep all clients forever. That's mm-hmm. not the, that's not the goal. We want right. to teach them educate them, let them move on. But yeah, we still, every month when we do anniversaries, the yeah. list of people who have been with us one in two years, I
1: know it's really awesome, grows,
0: which is really cool. Yeah. So we hang on to them and keep adding more. It'll be a thousand before we know it.
1: <laughs> I know it's really cool. Yeah. For, um, I recently had to, Oh, it's on our website, but I had to do something for the number of coaching hours and that's pretty, a pretty cool number to see, to see grow. Mm-hmm. I think it's like in the close to like a little over 5,000, Of like hours both between like all the coaching i've ever done in person on the gym and then online yeah so it's cool to watch those two numbers just grow yeah and grow and grow all
0: right guys well we appreciate you tuning in to this episode we will check you out next week thank you all for listening we truly appreciate it but real quick before we go do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at digital barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.